Welcome back to fucking Fridays. This episode, we are going to talk about our Argentina trip, which we got back from about a week and a half ago, maybe a couple weeks ago. Um, I know we're going to get better at trying to catch these up in real live time on when we go on these trips, but so many cool and fun things happened and we wanted to share them with you. So enjoy this Argentina episode. Dale. Let's talk about why we went to Argentina. I think this will be good for you to talk about. It was your family reunion. Yes. So this was a family reunion on my mom's side. And your mom has uh, Argent. Your mom is from Argentina. Yes. So my mom, um, my grandma, actually, she was in Argentina and she met my grandpa there. He came from Germany. He fled uh, when the war was happening with all the Nazis and everything. So they met there and then they lived there for a while and had my mom there and my my uncle. And then they decided to move to the US, which was in LA. And so my mom would basically have hop back and forth a lot. Um, and my Nana was very, very Argentine. Um, she spoke like six different languages and we always like kept, you know, the culture around. So just to speed up the story a little bit, my Nana passed away a couple years ago and I also, you know, I'm in my late twenties and when my Nana passed away, um, I just felt this huge like pull to want to get to know my Nana's side of the family and you know my nana was the oldest daughter my mom is the oldest daughter too and so i'm are you yeah, yeah i'm the oldest daughter so i just feel like it's my my duty and my job and my my nana's side in argentina they have a family reunion they've only had one before this and um it was back when i was like 13 or 14 so i had a blast i met all these cousins but it was a while ago and they decided to have one um 2023 of December. So to me, babe, it was like a no brainer. You and I love to travel anyway. I was like, let's go. And Taylor was so great and was like, absolutely. Why would we not go? I will say my mom was like kind of on the fence, but I'm so glad that we ended up going and got to have all my Nana side and my mom's side together at one hotel. Basically. Yeah. And it was kind of like a girl's trip. It was Sophia, her mom, uh, Sophia's sister, Jenny and myself. So that yeah. was fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was like our first big trip as a married couple. And, you know, it just, it really, it really meant a lot to me. So thank you for coming, babe. And now I feel like instead of me trying to have to remember all the stories of my Argentine cousins and my like long distance family, like you can help me remember all those stories. <laughs> yeah, it was a blast. And we'll share some of the things we learned uh, in this podcast about the culture. Yeah. And just the experiences we had. One thing I was going to mention, too, that Sophia and I are trying more of is to live more, more minimalist. Yeah, minimalistic. And travel and see other cultures, see other countries, something that we started a few years ago when we traveled a lot of Europe. Um, we still have a lot to see, um, but I use this opportunity as one, it's your family. I want to meet that side as well and, and mm -hmm. feel a deeper connection. And two, um, one thing we are striving for is you know, not spending money on materialistic things. Yeah. Granted, your 30th birthday's coming up. So, <laughs> you know, we'll put that one aside on, on spending materialistically. But 
Argentina was an example of, yes, you have to buy a plane flight and, and, you know, purchase things to get there, but let's spend less money on little things and, and put it toward uh, traveling and, and learning other cultures. Yeah. Yeah. And Taylor and I, we have been guilty of like loving to spend our money on other things, but I think it was kind of when your dad, you know, was sick and Uh was passing and, um, then my Nana kind of passed away. And then of course aunt Vonda, And within the last year and after the wedding, we have kind of been like, you know, let's pull back. Even moving to Arizona, we we did really good. We didn't come with that much stuff. We came with like our favorite (laughs) outfits and our work stuff. And, you know, we're here to save money, but it has also opened the door for us to be able to do things like this and and travel and put our money more toward experiences. Yeah. Yeah. You will. Memories are priceless. The food you try in different countries, I think, is priceless. The frustration and memories that you have of trying to figure out how to speak the language to somebody. Or or how how to to book a flight or or get a taxi (laughs) or things that go out the door. Right. Or how to count money. It puts you in an uncomfortable situation with your significant other, which it could be frustrating and uncomfortable at the time, but... It's it's the best way to grow, I think, as a couple, actually. Yeah, or it's like, I don't consider us to live in a bubble, but like, gosh, I think every human is somewhat in a bubble until you go to yeah. a foreign country or different country and you're like, it's almost like I, I felt silly. I was like, wow, I don't feel, not that I didn't feel good enough to be part of the culture, but yeah. I, I wanted to be able to be a little bit more fluent in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I think you and I did a good job of uh, understanding and trying to learn the language while there, which now we actually want to take uh, Spanish lessons and, yeah. and keep up with it. Um, but full circle, the experience was a blessing. And we just, for myself personally, and I know you and I talk about it, we can't wait to see more uh, yes. down the road and, you know, save for these opportunities. Yes. So... We basically were there for about nine days and most of the days, I would say four, maybe five out of the days was all this family reunion revolved around family. Can we throw in there how many people there were total? About 160, maybe 160 more? 160 Puchetas. We were the Puchetta <laughs> family. Basically, my Nana was one of nine, the oldest of nine, and they all did not let up on how many kids they had. Um, but my Nana was the only one that moved to the U.S., Wow. Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe there was one more in there, but I wasn't sure. I mean, who knows at this point, right? Yeah. (laughs) But we rented out a whole hotel in Carlos Paz, which is um, a lake city outside of Cordoba. I know many of you will probably be more uh, familiar with Buenos Aires, which is the capital of Argentina, but Cordoba is the second largest um, city. And then this Carlos Pass is really close, like 40 minutes outside where most of my family has some houses. So we rented out a whole hotel. Everyone you were bumping into was family. Um, I think when we showed up, all the eyes were on you, babe. They were like, who is this tall woman? Yeah, I'm pretty tall for Southern uh, American culture or uh, many, many countries uh, besides Germany. Yeah. One thing I wanted to touch base on early on here, actually, this is perfect about your Nana and your family. So when I first moved to California and got to meet Sophia's family, uh, one of the first people I do remember meeting besides your mom and dad and brothers were uh, was your Nana, your aunts and uncles. And when you meet uh, Sophia's family, it was uh, a kiss on the cheek, you know, the side kiss. 
And for me, it was very uh, foreign, very unfamiliar. Yeah. I was like, wow, okay. You know, and I just went with it. Like I knew what I was doing. And then I realized after being around your family, like this is quote normal like you yeah you show Lots like touching yeah it's it, in American culture it's like weird to give hugs and be put yourself out there and yeah be so vulnerable and and you know the way of this culture of showing affection uh, with several others is you know you give a kiss you give a hug you talk like you don't just pass by a family member without giving a kiss a hug and then talking for a few minutes yeah and that's not just when you're meeting each other for the weekend it was like every every time we leave the room every time you pass each other it's you you, say something you say something you kiss you hug you look each other in the eye like how are you So you did such a good job, babe. Yeah. Well, I mean, thanks to your Nana and uh, your family, you know, it's something that it it, it intrigued me. Um, And this is back, you know, six years ago when we moved out here and I was like, wow, you know, and I wasn't dumbfounded. I I knew of this. It just wasn't something I had practiced before. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason I wanted to share that is in Argentina, it was 160, you know, <laughs> yeah. side kisses saying hi. Yeah, so like a day. <laughs> you kind of do get uh, emotionally and kind of spent in a way, but it was such a positive experience to feel so yeah. comfortable and vulnerable. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention. It was like three, four days of all these people, lots of catching up. It was a little bit draining. Um, but at the same time, I actually think it was... It was just refreshing to be around people that care about you so much and truly all they care about is like how you're feeling in that moment and in that day. Like nobody cared where you were from. Nobody cared how little of Spanish we could speak. Um, Also one thing that that I was that we were two females. There was another uh, gay male couple. Yeah, which was surprising to me. But but we just kept it moving. Yeah, I was a little nervous. I was like, okay, you know, I'm not I'm not just a plus one who's also a female to another female. Um, but as Sophia mentioned, um, I'm just extremely tall and kind of goes back <laughs> to a little bit of personal things. I used to walk with a hunched shoulder, you know, growing up because I just was so tall yeah. around people. And I've learned that that's just that's just how it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, one thing I do want to mention is... Everybody in Argentina, and I I actually feel like it's like this a lot of countries we've gone to, most everyone can speak really great English. Like we thought we had decent Spanish, like a word here and there. Yeah. And we were like, (laughs) oh my gosh, it's it's very impressive. Some of them would even know German because Argentina, just for a quick history lesson, a lot of people from Spain, Italy, Germany came to Argentina and so it's kind of like a big mixing pot so there's a lot of different languages but every, it they're so smart and so intellectual that they could just their English was great it was um it was quite impressive and getting to know the cousins uh obviously Sophia and I connected on the primo level shout out to the primos if you're listening primos. um <laughs> and the other the other family members as well but it was fascinating and you know, we talk about like being overwhelmed. That's just the experience of being around so many people. But it wasn't a bad, it wasn't, you know, a bad version of being overwhelmed. It was just, you know, speaking to everyone. But I learned that so many people don't just know basic words. Like they know how to explain things in depth, which one thing we'll talk about is 
the culture and the economy here mm-hmm. and uh, the the struggles that Argentina is going through that brought attention to our eyes to hear it from, you know, the people there of the land firsthand, which are Sophia's family members that I'm now a part of. And it was inspiring to share their stories and you know, not just this experience of, oh, we, we travel, it was cool. Like, there's just a lot of depth in this culture here in Argentina, and we want to share with you their struggles. And one thing as well, in America, you know, we learned that things are, are similar when it comes to politics. Not that we're going to talk politics here, um, but this this country is struggling right now with poverty, yes. uh, with infrastructure, with health care. Um, it's almost uh, like a third world, but it's not. It is beautiful. It yeah. is so beautiful there. It. I, I was like, I want to live here in summer. I want to yeah. buy a place here. Yeah, yeah. So all the stories I remember from my Nana and my mom was... Like I mentioned, a lot of people from Italy and Spain. And when you go into the cities, you can actually see it's like Italian architecture. It's beautiful. That's, you know, that was probably 60, 80 years ago at this point when it was really up and coming. And when I was talking to one of my uncles and what they mentioned to me was Argentina is very, very educated. Basically, everybody's taxes uh, pays for everyone to go to school. It doesn't matter who you are. Free education. Free over education yeah. from high school to all the way to college. So as long as you want to go and you put your mind to do it, you can do it. So everyone is pretty much educated. Of course, there's some people that don't want to follow through all the way through college, um, but most people do. And right now it's in hopes to go to another country to make money to bring it back. So within the last, I think it was 20, 10 to 20 years, they've had multiple presidents. It hasn't been one person, but basically the last 10 years has been pretty corrupt with um, the presidents taking their tax money. So right now- Super high inflation. Something that we're uh, we're also struggling with here is how inflation is skyrocketed, right? Yeah. So the government has been kind of cheaping Argentina out of all their tax money. And all of the people, let's say grown adults, 30 and 40 and above, they all have really good stable jobs. But all of our cousins kind of 30 and younger, they're educated, but there's no new jobs because nobody has been focusing on creating new jobs or what's best for the people the last 20 years. They've just been focusing on pretty much being greedy. So yeah, that's what the cousins were explaining to us. Yeah. Um, the, the greed of, you know, the higher political parties mm-hmm. are just taking away money, their taxes, promising them we'll put it in infrastructure, we'll provide opportunity, we'll have more jobs, but there, there hasn't been until yeah. we'll see. But uh, we did learn that a new president started uh, shortly a few weeks after we were there on December yeah. 10th. And what we learned um, is from some of the older parents and family at, you know, this reunion that they are stuck in their way, similar to how what we would experience in our culture with maybe our parents or grandparents, right? Yes. Kind of stuck in their way. So uh, one of the cousins was explaining that, you know, his parents and grandparents are really upset about this new president coming in, trying to uh, re-infrastructure everything and provide opportunity because they look at it as it is what it is. And we had to go through it as well. Um, This 
country does go through multiple periods of recessions. Yeah. Um, more often than we have gone through. Yes. It's not like a once every long period of years. It's it's often. It's pretty much how big is the recession today, pretty much. It changes all the time. Even right before we left, I think the inflation rate went down. I'm not exactly sure what it was. I don't want to throw numbers around. but yeah. But how I like to look at it is I feel like in a certain way, our generation is kind of feeling the same way the people our age in Argentina are feeling. It's like, hey, we don't really agree with both sides. We need something to change. And I think it really at least put into perspective for me, like everybody in our generation, I don't care what country you're in, we are all feeling like there needs to be some sort of change. I don't really care on what side you you think it is. I'll throw some uh, valuable perspective here. So their currency, as we all know in trading markets, like, uh, currency does fluctuate, right? By the second, actually. Uh, one thing with Argentina is, you know, it doesn't go by pennies. Like it changes for them, uh, or it's such a high volume change. So when we were there, for example, a ten dollar bill was worth anywhere from eight to ten thousand pesos. Yeah, and we're not talking uh, Mexican pesos. I uh, was a little ignorant to think without looking or. I was a little ignorant thinking, oh, it's a peso, so Mexican mm-hmm. peso. And then when I started listening and doing research and, you know, obviously I had to learn the conversions, it was, uh, it's way below the worth of a Mexican yeah. peso. So this sounds really bizarre, but we were considered like millionaires in Argentina and we're not, um, you know, we get by, we, yes, we do things, but it re- that's when things really settled in. Like I, you know, yeah. we weren't there to be flashy. It was, it really was to bond and, and get to know the culture and reunite with people. Um, one of the perspectives I wanted to share was uh, one night, was it Christmas or Christmas Eve? It was literally Christmas, Christmas night, but they celebrate Christmas night. Like as if it was new year's, like on the, on the 24th, we were up until midnight just to cheers with champagne yeah. and welcome baby Jesus. And then we partied until two and then we went to the club. We went to a club called Sebra and, you know, just based off what Sophia and I, Sophia and I knew about the currency and there were other cousins from America that came as well with roots from Michigan, yeah, uh, Florida. So that was really cool. We got to meet them as well that are part of the family and so we go to Sebra and I was like, okay, um, let's, let's get a, let's get table. Let's get bottle service. Yeah. Our initial thought was like, let's just get a table. Let's There's treat really the primos. 18 cousins here. <laughs> yeah. Let, we were, were rolling deep. It was such a badass <laughs> experience that I will never forget. Felt like a batch party all over it again. Did. Almost. <laughs> uh, but to say the least, so I go up to the bar and I was like, how much for a bottle of vodka? And they give me the price and in my head at that point, thankfully I knew the conversion and I was like, okay, so for two bottles of vodka, um, like 10 cans of speed, which is our version of like a rock star (laughs) monster. Yeah. Like Red Bulls. Yeah. Red Bulls and some Sprite. It was, uh, $40. And I was like, Oh my gosh, sign me up in America. It's thousands of dollars for bottle service, which granted we didn't get. Or if if you go to a club and you buy a whole bottle, it's still like 800 bucks for a bottle of uh, Grey Goose or something. Yeah. So um, we go and we get two bottles and we bring it back and the cousins were just like, holy fucking shit. Like you just (laughs) bought not one, but two bottles of vodka. And 
I realized in that moment, like I was like, okay, I wasn't trying to be show offy. No, of course. We wanted to treat. We were like, we don't want to wait in this line again. Yeah, and we wanted to, you know, the the cousins told us like we can't afford a shot of vodka or mixed drink, so a lot of them would drink beer. Yeah. Um, and it was it wasn't sad. It was just a learning opportunity that a lot of us here in America, we don't think twice if we want a mixed drink. You know, we yeah. we do go get, whether you get bottle service or not, like how many times have we gone and just grabbed a bottle of liquor to share with the family or, yeah. you know, with friends. So to them, it was a huge deal that we got vodka to share. And that's when, even though we were halfway through our, our point of being there, I was like, the struggle. You yeah. Know? I complain about little things in my life and spending money and they, you know, they can't even think of that or, um, yeah, um, they can't even play with the idea of, of grabbing a bottle of vodka unless who knows where that money came from. Yeah. So it was, it was interesting and it was, it felt good to be able to connect at a, at a level. It wasn't even about the money. One thing that we learned right away is regardless of what this country's going through, whoever's, whatever struggles are going on, yeah. the, the relationship is so strong. Yes. And with either family and friends, your friends are basically family. And they told us that's all they were like, this is all we have is connection. There were to us. Yeah. Connection. That's when it really hit home is when they were like, literally, this is all we have is to be together. So they make the most of it. And it, and it showed, uh, one thing again, I took away was I'm going to be quite honest with you. It felt like when I had made these connections and connected with several family members, um, of all ages, literally, um, I think of your cousin, Soledad, um, and just a couple of them that really just, I enjoyed talking with that, it didn't matter where we were from, what the no. money was like. You know, they really buy in. They want to get to know you. They were asking so many questions. Just genuinely curious of like, not even just our life, but just like our personalities yeah. and how our wedding was and how our marriage is. Is like, how many people do you really talk to? And they it's like, how's your advice. marriage today? Yeah. You know, like, like a lot of people we didn't even build further connections with were like, how is marriage today? Like, what are your goals for this year? And to me, it felt like I have known this family longer than some of my own friends or yeah. family that I've oh. had. Not that that matters, but no, it um, just, yeah, it hit home for me and it was beautiful, a beautiful experience. And I'm so also thank you for of course babe go. you're part of the family now <laughs> there was one point like every night again very family oriented there would be I don't want to call it karaoke because literally it was like people were singing and they were good and instead of playing the background music all my other cousins that knew how to play the guitar and drums would like play the music it was like they would sing live singing yeah we danced every day every night we danced but there was like one point where everyone was chanting taylor taylor <laughs> i was like oh my god here we are oh gosh yeah that's, that's it was fun. really cute it was really fun we were there for nine days Traveling can be really, really stressful. I'm sure everybody knows this, especially if you have kids. It can be the worst. But I will say, babe, you and I just have gotten down this whole traveling thing, I feel like. It's like trial and error, and then you eventually just get good at it. I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, Um, it is. Like Now we both check our bag 
pretty much <laughs> every time because it's just easier for me to carry a, a really super light bag and then tailor her backpack so that we're not having to put things up in the yeah if you need travel tips bin. yeah maybe we'll <laughs> do a whole know. episode on travel tips it was a 10-hour flight to Chile and then to Carlos Paz and we slept the entire flight we booked it at around it was like a red eye kind of yeah yeah we got to the airport early had a martini what was the airline by the way it was a Great Latam. airline. Latam, shout out to that airline. They did a great job. Yeah, even like flying with my mom, like she was great. But I, I feel like, you know, adding family into some stuff can always be a little bit uh, stressful. So um, we got there. Basically, we didn't have our first and our one and only argument until like what, day six, I think? So, I think it was like day, yeah, day five, day six. It was, uh, <laughs> I needed to find, so it was the last day of the quarter for us, mm -hmm. uh, you know, with, with numbers, let's just say that. And, um, I didn't take off that last week and I did, you did. Yeah. yeah. And because I wanted to do what I could to finish the quarter strong or what I could make it. And, you know, in Argentina, it's another thing I will mention about appreciating is, you know, you can't just walk anywhere and work. I mean, you, you know, Wi-Fi is limited in certain areas. Mm -hmm. And uh, because of um, if you're not in the city, you know, even the hotel and where we were going to the Campo. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I was, you know, needed to have a little strategy of, OK, where are we going? When are we going and where we're going? Will it have Wi-Fi to work? Um, the time difference for East Coast time was like five hours. So yeah. in California would have been eight. So I yep. had some you know, flexibility on, on when to work. Um, but our argument was me essentially being anal, trying to get an exact timeline of where we're going to be. As you know, when you're on a vacation, uh, maybe dinner gets pushed back. Maybe you go to lunch yeah. an hour early. Maybe you want to go shopping and, you know, go see all the touristy things. Uh, but when Tuesday hit, that was 1226 after Christmas, I was like, okay, you know, we've been here for four days. I've met the whole family. I need to now put my head down and work. So um, I guess I was being anal. I was trying to figure out what we were doing. And of course, plans had changed multiple times. At one point, we were going to leave at 10 a.m., then noon, and then later to find out 5 p.m., which could have avoided our, yeah. our little argument. But I think most of the issue was I was getting incorrect information, which was frustrating me. But instead of getting frustrated at like, you know, a family member that was giving me the wrong information, like I, I'm not going to get frustrated with them. So I was kind of my energy was kind of going towards Taylor being frustrated. And it was also like five days of lots of wine every day. Five days. Social of interaction. Social interaction. <laughs> You're not at your own home. Like. You're sleeping a little bit differently because it's not your own bed. And um, I will give us props because we kind of got into it. And then we decided to walk away. We used an oink race. We used an oink race. We took a break, I think, for like 30 minutes. We used an oink race. And then we were like, okay, we're just going to drop it. And what's super fucking annoying was that then I was... I was told, hey, we're not going to actually do this until 6 p.m. at night. So Taylor actually has the whole day to just work I here the whole morning at the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> 
Which, and, and I will say too, like, <laughs> we were like, great. Thank you. You know, because again, we'll, I'll say this multiple times when we podcast, like we still argue, we still get in fights. It yeah. happens. Uh, but when you're on vacation, it's like, what if you are so upset that you need space? Like, how do you do that? If you do have your kids or don't like, we don't have kids. We've said it multiple times, you know? So it's like, where do you find that break? Where do you go? Who takes what? what kind of space do you have? You know, we were in the same hotel room. Mm-hmm. We were staying at the same place. I wasn't able to just go. I mean, I could have gone on a walk, but you know, you also, yeah. it wasn't a time it's at not, night to go just walk exactly. by myself. Um, yeah. So we, Sophia stayed out in the main area with the family and I, you know, took my own little mental space in the room, cleaned some stuff up and just relaxed and put some TV on and, and decompressed know, a little bit, decompressed. And that way I could, you know, go back and enjoy my time uh, with the family later that night. Yeah. I don't know if this actually... <laughs> I don't know if it's because we were around around a bunch of family members or what Nobody, it is. Nobody's saying you're not on your best behavior. I'll okay. give you that. You you. I feel like I'm are. on my best behavior because we're on vacation and trying to be mindful. Trying to be mindful. It's also like not just me and you. It's everybody's time, and I think that that's a really good trait of mine. I will give you that. Thank I you. yeah. And and one thing I will say too, you do a great job of really trying to get to know your family that I don't know if I told you that but I think sitting like in the passenger seat it was inspiring to watch you like you also gave all your in yeah Um, and we're kind of at this interesting age where you know we're 30 well I'm 31 and you're almost 30 yeah uh but you know it's like we can bond and connect and get deeper with the older generation yeah and when I say older generation that's kind of us now you know yeah I feel like we're I'm in this in between that I'm a super adult and that I'm still like in my young (laughs) 20s it's funny when people are like oh your brain eventually will will be the same because you know and then we're cutting it up and having jokes and yeah. partying and dancing crazy with the 14 year old cousins up to our age cousins. Yeah. So, uh, it was Getting fun. Vodka bottles. Yeah. So and I got to toggle back and forth between, you know, all generations. And that was also, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, a checkpoint of like, that's us now. It is. And, uh, it, it's, I've actually really enjoyed being able to go back and forth. I mean, we do it here as well. Yeah. Uh, You know, Soph and I do have, I don't want to say a a younger mentality crowd, but you know, and especially being in San Diego, just the vibes there, it makes you, I don't know where I'm going with this, but you, I agree. We miss you, San Diego. We do. We'll be back. But uh, getting older is weird. Is just interesting. It's very interesting. (laughs) Okay, we're going to close this episode off with some highs and lows from the trip. One of my highs is the empanadas, especially that first place we went to by the first hotel in Carlos Paz. Yeah. A baked beef empanada with some lemon on it. I think eight empanadas cost me $2.91. Oh my God. It was such a high. It was so good. Also... Chicken Milanesa. Chicken Milanesa, (laughs) which is basically like a super thin breaded chicken breast, kind of like chicken fried steak, but yeah, but Argentine. Can I throw in a food high for me as well? Yes. I think I had a salad and or tomato salad every day (laughs) to the point where I was like, 
I miss a tomato salad. So over there, even with, you know, their lettuce, it's simple. You can get a Caesar or you can do just lettuce with fresh tomatoes, carrots, and it's uh, olive oil, a little bit of vinaigrette with salt. Every place, every restaurant, the hotel always had olive oil and vinegar on deck and there were shredded like carrots everywhere oh my god i forgot i need to get go get those at the store yeah. i forgot that was one of my things so it was a do. you know the meals were uh yes your protein and then you're just very vibrant veggies so when we came back here i've actually been buying the uh, medium-sized tomatoes and i've been making myself my own yeah. tomato salad yeah yeah so. Um, another high was one of the first days we got there, we went horseback riding up at a campito, like random campito, you guys, we can't even speak Spanish. It's like day two. So our Spanish is really bad. And this taxi just takes up 20 minutes up into like the vineyard mountains. And we rode horses and this little girl who was eight, Wow. her and her dad ran this farm. There were probably like 30 horses there with like a bunch of little babies. And she was just telling us what to do in Spanish. And we were just listening and she was telling the horses what to do. And she led our group and we did a really nice like hour long horseback riding. That was beautiful. Ride. It was it was beautiful and it was we went with my sister. She was a little scared. It was really cute. And then we had to like all three of us figure out how to like speak Spanish on our way back. Um, what are some other highs? I think the food, the culture, the um, goods there. I got these really cute like handmade leather platform sandals for like 25 bucks because they were made in Argentina. Like anything that's like brought into Argentina has a high tax, but if it's made there, it's super cheap. I loved those. Uh, high for me was learning more about Messi. You guys know the football player, which what we call in America is soccer. So I did get my very own Messi jersey. What I'm wearing today, it is the Miami version and uh, the branch that he opened up in Miami, Florida. Uh, one thing we learned about Messi as well is uh, what he's trying to implement uh, for the Argent for Argentina as a country and uh, the culture there and. Uh, if you don't know Messi, uh, I'm sure you've seen him on TV. He is, besides David Beckham, probably one of the the best football players uh, to date. And uh, he's he established the Messi Foundation. And basically what I, I learned through the Cousins as well here, if I'm kind of going back, that he's trying to help provide education and health care and uh, a better infrastructure Um for these people and Messi focuses on like charitable work. I don't, I can't give you exact examples. I, I, I could look it up, but he is involved in a lot of charitable work and basically supporting uh, initiatives and, and directing, you know, political change. So it just helps that he's such a big public figure, not only in Argentina, but in across the globe. And uh, the, the, the cousins were really like talking highly of him, of who he is outside of just soccer, which for us is, you know, similar when we watch sports, if any of you guys are sports fans or not. You know, unfortunately, you you do kind of partake on, well, how how are they outside of just being a good 
a ball player. Yeah. Um, so it's it was nice to see and, and happy to hear that Messi is is also trying to help things within his country um, in in a safe way for what he can. And we know this country has a has a long way to go. Uh, but one thing I did leave with here talking with the cousins is hope. And one thing I shared with the cousins that Sophia and I tried to do is, you know, don't be afraid to talk about those issues. Yeah, um, it was crazy how much more open we were yeah. to talk there than we are here. Straight, yeah, we I mean, we got into it and it was and it was no judgment. And, and no. The, the moment the conversation was over, it was like, let's go to the bar and get a Fernet Coke. Oh, yes. So <laughs> another positive, uh, the Fernet and Coke, it is, is like a, the drink of Argentina. It's cheap. It's basically like a whiskey or a Jaeger, I would call it. it's so much better if I'm giving my personal opinion. And then when you put the Coke in, it gives a little bit of foam at the top. Yeah. It is so delicious. And at one point, I think I had four of them. I had two and I was like wasted. Yeah. They're strong. And the bartenders (laughs) at the hotel just kept making it stronger. And what a drink. Uh, I was going to say, besides the empanadas... My yeah. favorite like takeaway when it comes to food and drink would have been the Fernet and Coke. Love it. Look it up. My last high is going to be when after the Flam reunion in the in the Lake City, we went to Cordoba and me and my mom took a day, just her and I, and we walked to where my Nana used to live on her old street. And my wow. mom pointed out her building. She pointed out- So you saw school. where your Nana grew up. Yeah. And it was where it's the wild. old buildings were, where they still looked like European- we saw where the church she went to. We saw the college she went to. And I do want to get into some lows. Um, one of the lows is when you get into the city, like I said, the government has kind of taken all the money. They don't even really have people to like clean the streets and do that stuff. They could, but they don't. They could, but they don't. So that was kind of tough to see, especially since the streets and like they have canals. It kind of reminded me of Amsterdam but they're dry right now. They're so dry due to global warming. So that was a low for me because, you know, my Put mom was just, perspective. yeah, my mom was just talking about how my Nana would like get ready and wear her like flowy dress and be walking down there. And I will say one thing is I did not feel unsafe at any point in time. Like I never yeah. felt like, oh my God, someone's following me. Well, a lot of uh, when, you know, of course over here, I was told like, be careful, at night at a certain point, which, you know, when you think that's anywhere, yeah, that unfortunately that's, I don't even say, unfortunately that's anywhere. I'm one of those people that believes like you can't put or stamp crime on an address. So, I mean, obviously don't go looking for trouble or maybe don't be solo, but I had this fear in the back of my mind of be careful what you do at night, you know, and it was, I never felt unsafe. Same. My myself as well. Yeah. But I, felt I went fine. into Argentina thinking, okay, you know, poverty is is there. It's going on. People, yeah, don't be flashy. Yeah. And which stuff. that is, I do get, you know, being flashy, you know, because in American culture if you haven't gone to another country, I would say that's one thing I would recommend doing in your life. Just to get a perspective. Um I think it's very important. It's really important. Uh, I do have another low. There was one morning that I think I worked out in the gym. Oh, gosh. I I worked out in the gym. It was like one of the first couple days we were there. I was still on my shit, being annoying. (laughs) And I went up there and I don't know. I feel like 
people in other countries they don't really work out like they work Americans they walk do everywhere. they walk everywhere <laughs> so they don't really need to so i'm up there and i drank water from their like water container which, water jug yeah and it was kind of towards the low end it wasn't chilled and i chugged this water while i was on the treadmill and i'm not kidding you guys the moment my treadmill session was over i had to use the bathroom so bad like i definitely got some sort of bug or got really sick i barely made it to the bathroom it was i was my head was spinning i was getting hot and cold sweats um i like thought i was gonna pass out i had to miss breakfast i'm like chugging all this water i was like oh my god this is gonna be awful like i'm gonna i'm literally gonna be sick for the whole rest of the trip and it truly just passed i think it was the water i i looked at it <laughs> and i <laughs> i went and worked out as well and i was like in my mind i was like whatever you do don't drink that water yeah yeah another low i mean i wouldn't necessarily call this a low but we did do we like taylor and i like to do these free walking tours in every country they have them everywhere no matter what country you go to look up free walking tour it was just deathly hot i was like sweating my balls off yeah it was I mean, it was hot. So mind you, in Argentina, uh, right now it is summertime there. It was pretty cool. So on Christmas Day, I'm in short shorts and a tank top. Getting and tan. Getting a tan, which is no longer visible. Uh, but we went at a very interesting time because it was hot. Very hot. It was like summer. Argentina is by the equator. I mean, so Argentina. No, babe, it's way below the equator. Sorry. But still, it's like okay. way hot down there. Yeah. In there. But yeah, it was really hot. So within literally 10, 15 minutes of being in the sun, even after putting on 50 SPF, mm -hmm. like you're still burning. So <laughs> yeah. It was wild. So it was hot. Um, obviously, you know, everything isn't as up to date as the US is, but um, like no ice. It's just like Europe. When you go around places, there's no ice at the restaurants and stuff like that, unless you ask. But and it takes me back to uh, had a talk to a friend recently, and um, one of the questions that we talked about this past uh, week was, "What's your one word for 2024?" Mm -hmm. And uh, his word was minimalist. Yeah, or minimalist. Minimalist, and it reminded me of like you know we're so. We're just so used to being catered here in certain ways, whether you think this or not, like being able to grab ice or having accessibility to multiple things and, and platforms. Yeah. AC units like it's not like that in these countries we visited and goes back to just learning the culture and just, you know, really valuing what we actually do have. You don't have to be rich in America to just value the little things. And I think mm -hmm. that's my biggest takeaway and then for, for cons, I would say maybe the travel, you just get a little flustered. It's, it is really far away. Um, but you know, that's just, that was my biggest negative that, I mean, traveling's never fun, but then once you get there, you should be able to get out of, you know, your travel funk. Yeah. Yeah. If you are ever interested in going to Argentina, feel free to reach out to Taylor and I DM us, whatever it is. We'd love to tell you stuff uh, like where to go. I think Carlos Paz is a really good place because it's like lake life. We didn't get to go to Mendoza, Argentina, which like is wine, wine country. country. Would have loved to do that. And they also 
also have an island actually near Buenos Aires and they have a lot of beach cities. So if you're thinking about going, it's also close to Antarctica and Chile. Chile. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also hit Brazil on the way there. In Argentina, we will be back. Te amo, Argentina. Te amo. Ciao. Me gusta mucho. Happy fucking Fridays, everyone. (laughs) Happy fucking Fridays. Bye.